Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. He may be opinionated, but he never jumps to conclusions. This is The Roy Green Show. All right. Burn blue on the street, loose and complete under sky, so smoky blue green. I can't foresee a Dixie Ditchy, so it dance the sidewalk clean. I just posted as well the Twitter handles for both Justin Trudeau and Ahmed Hussein on uh, on Twitter. At, so it's uh, at the Roy Green Show, at the Roy Green Show, and there are the links for. Uh, Trudeau and for Hussein, their prime minister and immigration minister, citizenship and immigration minister, respectively. Let's get this done. Let's get this done. Tell uh, tell the politicians it could help them win the election. They'll be all over it. It'll be like um, your kitty all over catnip. Patrick Brown, the former Ontario PC party leader and candidate for his former job, has served libel notice to CTV after sexual misconduct allegations, as you know. What are his chances of success, and what will CTV's likely defense be? Joining me on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network is Lior Samfiru, employment law specialist at Samfiru Tumarkin LLP of Toronto and Vancouver, and one of Brown's still unnamed accusers was an employee at Patrick Brown's office. Leo, thank you for the time. Thank you for having me. So if we, before we talk about this case going forward or the papers being served, the whole idea of what happened to Patrick Brown, how does that, how does that strike you, knowing that one of the people was an employee and that, that person remains unnamed, as does the other person, and the story's changed from one, at least one of the people. How does this all strike you? You know, it, it strikes me, and, and it always has, Roy, as uh, being... Everyone jumping the gun and jumping to conclusions. And, you know, if an employer came to me and said there's an allegation from one employee to another, I would tell them there's a process you have to go through before you jump to conclusions, before you uh, punish someone. Uh, and, you know, I, I would look at all the factors, including what actually uh, can be proven, the conduct of the parties afterwards. And certainly if I, if I would find that or the employer would find that the, the conduct of the accuser was inconsistent with their allegations, but ultimately that would be something that would be factoring in when we assess the viability and the truthfulness of the allegations. So, I mean, this is, is a situation, whether or not uh, Mr. Brown did what is alleged and, and whether or not that is a bad thing or not, regardless, putting that aside, clearly this is a situation where he was punished, I think, uh, before there was any investigation, before any conduct was proven, just by virtue of these allegations being made. Okay, so let me ask you then, what are his chances of winning this this libel case? So what's interesting, Roy, in the situation like this, our laws uh, obviously want to encourage journalists from bringing stories. Uh, they don't want journalists to be afraid that if they get it wrong, then they're going to be sued for defamation. So a defense that's available to journalists is something called responsible communication. Essentially, journalists are allowed to be wrong. They're allowed to get it wrong, and essentially they're allowed to, to advert or post something that's false 
so long as their conduct was reasonable. So the defense here, I expect, for CTV or for the journalist is going to be that we did our homework. We had sources that we deemed reliable. We corroborated the stories. We reached out to Mr. Brown for a comment. We did what we were supposed to do. Now, to the extent that despite all our reasonable efforts, we, we were duped, we got it wrong, well, then that's not our fault. So this is an exception to the usual rule that I can't say things about you that are negative and false, but journalists in matters of public interest, and certainly I would think that if uh, a political party leader on the eve of the election is accused of uh, sexual misconduct, that is of public interest. They're allowed to get it wrong so long as their conduct and their behavior uh, was reasonable. So that is ultimately, I think, what this is going to come down to. Not whether or not Mr. Brown did what is alleged, but how did the journalists conduct themselves? Did they do their homework? And if they did not, if they were very cavalier, if they just decided to jump in conclusions so they can get a story out there and make themselves look good somehow, then there absolutely could be significant liability on these journalists. Um. So is there, I mean, is there a chance that Patrick Brown wins this case? Sure. Uh, I think that ultimately what he's going to try to prove is that there was no work or homework or background checks, et cetera, done by CTV and its reporters. I think he's even alleging that one of the reporters had a relationship with one of the, uh, the people that made the allegations. And I think that the problem for CTV here is if they were unreasonable, the damages clearly to Mr. Brown are very significant. To the extent that now his political career, which was certainly taking off, is now going to be destroyed, then the liability there could be huge. It could be obviously in the millions and millions of dollars. So, yes, could they lose it? Yes. And it's going to come down to how good a job did its reporters do. Is the fact that one of the complainants worked for Patrick Brown, is is that a joker in the deck, as it were, or does that not really matter? Well, it, it certainly uh, matters in terms of the appropriateness of Mr. Brown's behavior. Uh, and, and it also uh, potentially is relevant to the issue of if, if CTV knows that one of these individuals works for, works for Mr. Brown, uh, what other efforts were made to corroborate her stories? Were the other employees reached, uh, uh, et cetera, now that you know the affiliation there? So I think that is a relevant factor. But ultimately, it really comes down to whether or not the, the reporters did their homework uh, or they, they saw themselves as having a juicy story, and we want to be in front of it and get be the first ones to publish it. So if that's the case, we're not going to really dot our I's and cross our T's. That's where they're going to get into trouble if that's what they did. CTV says that it will stand behind its reporting, and it hasn't changed uh, from what I've been told. I haven't looked uh, online at, uh, at, at the original stories, but I've been told that they haven't been changed. Is, is, what does that suggest? Anything or nothing? Well, I, I certainly think that CTV in a situation like this has to fight for its, its own reputation, its own reporting, its, its, the conduct of its reporters. Uh, and, and to the extent, again, that it got anything wrong, it's going to have to point fingers at others and say, we did everything we could. So I, I haven't seen anything surprising from CTV. I think they're going to have to take that position. And it is a fairly tall mountain for Mr. Brown to climb here in showing that the reporters really uh, uh, didn't didn't do the job that they were supposed to. So it's not a trivial thing. And generally speaking, our courts do lean towards uh, the the idea of journalists uh, having the freedom to to, uh, come out with important stories. 
So with all that said, I do think that Mr. Uh, Mr. Brown does have an uphill battle, but to him it's probably more about trying to clear his name, trying to show that the allegations were false. That may not be relevant to his claim against uh, CTV because they're allowed to post false, post false information. Uh, but that said, for him, I, I expect that it's not so much the monetary compensation, it's to be able to show there that, that he, he has been somehow exonerated, that what they said was false, and to try to res- revive his reputation and his career in the process. So the uh, the members of the Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario, who are looking at the leadership candidates now, and looking at the man who was the leader just a few weeks ago, and according to polling that I've seen, is uh, tied for the lead or slightly ahead now. Again, in polling, the, the members of the Conservative Party, Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario, have some interesting choices to make. Lior, thank you so much for clearing this up and providing us with the information. Always great speaking with you. My pleasure, Roy. Thank you. Take care. Liar Samfiru. Samfiru to Mark and LLP. They're in Toronto and uh, Vancouver, and they are employment law and uh, uh, unlawful dismissal specialists. So get in touch with them if it's an issue for you. Patrick Brown, yeah, I saw them some Main Street polling, suggesting that that he's either tied with Christine Elliott or just leading, not enough to, to win on a first ballot in either of them, and then... In third place is, uh, according to the polling, Doug Ford. We'll come right back.